ever wonder how in the world there are women out there living insanely badass lives? Like, how did they do it? How did they make it happen? What makes them so special? This is the place where I chase down the world's most badass women to find out exactly how they took on the dare to be her, that badass girl they dreamed of becoming. Hey, I'm your host, Jessica Nason, and founder of Dare to Be Her, and we're chatting it up with some of the most badass women to find out how they did it. What was their journey to making it all happen? This is the Raw and Real podcast where we unfold the true journey of what it takes to live your wildest dreams, and we ain't holding nothing back. Today, I want you to take on the dare to embrace your woo-woo. We're chatting with Brandeline Johnson today. Brandeline is a life and business coach working with women to help them awaken their spiritual gifts so that they can align to the frequency of their dream life and business. This whole spiritual world thing is so new to me. I am, I'm a virgin. I don't know a whole lot about it. And so I was so excited to chat with Brandeline today just to learn her journey, learn how she accepted it all and how she learned to listen to her own spiritual gifts so that she could create the life and business of her own dreams. I would love to hear what you thought about this episode. So make sure you drop us a comment in the reviews, letting us know what you thought, what you learned and how you're gonna take on the dare to embrace your own woo-woo. All right, let's get into it. Let's start chatting with Brandoline. I am excited to talk to you today because I, I feel like I'm a newbie when it comes to the spiritual world. So I feel like I have so many questions to oh, ask good. you. Awesome. So what I'm really curious about is like, first off, like what is spirituality to you? Because I was raised, so I was raised as a Catholic, um, Right now, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm more so, when I went through college, I was able to kind of find my own way and make my own decisions about what I believed, Mm -hmm. but that's how I was raised. So spirituality to me is like somewhat foreign, but also when I was younger, it just, to think anything different seems like a sin. (laughs) Right. So like, what is it to you? I'm so curious to hear. So, you know, it's always evolving. I want to say it's always evolving. Um, and I guess you would say that at this point, I'm more of a, um, it's all for, to me, it's all energy and frequency and evolution. Um, so, and I really like the science part behind it, the whole quantum physics and the law of attraction and, and, and all of that. Yeah. So what, what is energy? Like what, how would you describe energy? Um, so Everything's a frequency. Everything vibrates at its own frequency, which like when we talk about the law of attraction, like attracts like, right? Right. So um, that's energy. And then you just have everybody, everybody that exists, right? Even like they're, it, it goes really deep. So you could ask me all these questions, but um, so say, for example, like if I'm around you, I feel your vibe. I feel your essence. That's, that belongs to you and only you. Um, and so as you say, you say you pass away and if you came towards me and you were in my energy field, right. In my energy field that we all have, then I would be like, oh my gosh, this, I feel this essence and it feels just like Jessica. And then I'll be like, oh my God, are you there? Are you standing there without your, your meat suit on? And then we would have this communication via what I call frequency. And, and the, when I teach intuition and mediumship development, it's really teaching them how to translate the information that's coming from your frequency, because one person will see visions. Like if you're dead and you're standing there trying to communicate with us, one person will, will pick up your frequency and they'll see visions. And another person might be, will hear your voice a little. And another person might feel the essence, like me, you know, like Claire sentient, feel your essence and go, Oh my gosh, I feel like she's saying this to me. I didn't say you're saying that to me. I didn't say I could hear you. I said, I feel like you're telling me something. And so I always tell my students that, you know, communication with spirit is a frequency. They're just emitting it. It's how you receive it is how you're going to receive it. And it's, and the spirit, the dead person standing there doesn't need to know if you are a seer and I'm a feeler and somebody else is a hearer. They're just standing there 
ESPing, I guess you want to say, like they're just emitting what it is that they want to say, almost like a feeling or an emotion or an image. And we pick it up the way we pick it up. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So what what's coming to my mind as we're talking about this is do you think I'd like I've read some of your posts, like I follow you on Instagram. Um and I I noticed that, you know, in some of your messaging you're talking about how at some point you felt like you were creating feelings or you know, kind of sharing those thoughts. And do you feel that in order to feel and understand this energy, do you think that's something you're born with? Or do you think that's something you learn to feel and understand? Every person has the ability. Every person is born with it. But as we go through our conditioning and our programming, um, we're, we quickly turn it off. Um, someone said to me down at the spiritual shop here. And I was like, Oh my God, you just made so much sense to me. And he was like, well, you were born with your imagination. Nobody taught you how to use it. Right. Your imagination, right. Image, imagine, right. If you break down the word, it's image, you know, in motion, image in motion. And so that was your natural ability to create. And like your imagination is, is in that fourth dimension. It's in the astral realm. That's where you start to create, right. Um, but what happens is we're quickly told that that our imagination is fake really quickly. And so we stop believing that what we see is real and we start just doing what our parents taught us. So there's different points in different people's lives where they come back full circle and go, hold on. <laughs> like, like uh, I think I'm losing my mind or something's going on here. I'm becoming aware of more things. And that will happen um, when like a drug addict hits rock bottom and they have nowhere else to turn, or if you go through, or if somebody dies, right. Say you lost your Nana, right. Um, there's this transition that happens that like almost like Nana opens this portal and then she communicates back with you through your dreams. And you're so sad that she's gone. Suddenly you're aware of this whole other existence. Or for me, it was, um, completely moving across the country and completely changing my whole life brought me to this place where it was like, what's going on? <laughs> um, so there's different parts in people's lives that can trigger it. Right. Um, but when we talk about um, the Schumann resonance, it's a frequency that the earth emits. Right. Um, and if you start studying um, the frequency that happens when we get solar flares or the frequency, you know, of the heartbeat of Mother Earth, really the human resonance has been changing ever since like 2012. We've gotten a lot more like they call it light coming to Earth. And that's why they, a lot of us are called light workers. But it's really like being beamed down right from the solar flares or from wherever you want to believe it's being beamed down from. And so we're starting to become super sensitive. So many people are becoming super sensitive. And depending on which spectrum of the energy you're on, right? If you're so brainwashed, if you're so into the illusion of society, you're going to feel this frequency and you're going to lose your damn mind. Right. You know? <laughs> or if you're ready and aware <clears throat> and more high vibe and more like woo-woo, I guess, then you're going to be like, holy crap, I'm, I can feel the emotions of everybody around me without being told. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Because um, when you're kind of like stuck in the society, like you said, you start to blame everything that happens to you due to everything that's around you. You know, you start to blame other people, you start to blame your job, you start to blame, you know, your alarm clock going off early. But when you start to have that awareness, um, you realize there is something outside of yourself that is affecting these things or sometimes internally, you know, but the, I think the, the energies around us, the more we're aware, the more we realize, you know, they affect us. I don't know if that doesn't quite make sense, but I've noticed that in myself where, you know, you start to look a little more inward, but then you also start to look a little more further outward at what is going around around you in the universe and how 
I don't know a whole lot about it. Like I said, I'm so new to it all, but I see in a lot of Facebook groups that I'm in, there's a lot of spiritual type people and I'll feel these crazy energies happening one day, like just kind of weird feelings, weird thoughts, weird, like just kind of heaviness. And then someone will post in the group and be like, did everybody feel what was going on with, I don't know, the universe or whatever was happening last night or last week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I felt that. Yeah. And so it's just, it's brought me into such a new awareness that there's so much more to our energy and to our feelings and to our thoughts than just, you know, what we think is going on in our own little lives. Like there's a whole nother world out there that can affect us. 100%. 100%. And if you would have told me this like a couple of years ago, I would have straight up said you're crazy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, imagine, um, you know, for like my husband, imagine, you know, being in a relationship where you're t- these quote unquote normal people and all of a sudden <laughs> one of them becomes crazy. <laughs> oh, so tell me more about that. Like, what were you like a few years ago, like before discovering this? Like, what were you like as a kid? Like, how did this whole journey and awareness? I mean, you mentioned moving across the country, but how did it all start to come come upon come upon you? Well, you know, I was always kind of into n- neat stuff like um, you know, if there was like a tarot reader or something at a fair, you know, even as a kid, like the Renaissance fair, I'd be like, I want to get the card reading, you know? So I was in, I was into that. And then, um, when I was in my late teens, my mom took me to see, um, Deepak Chakra speak. speak. That's Um, incredible. mm -hmm. When I was in uh, Las Vegas, that's where I lived for the majority of my life. And um, then she started going to these things called UFO conventions. And I was like, I want to go to this. <laughs> well, well, the funny thing is, like, I was like, I don't know about these UFO things. But at the UFO convention, they had people speaking about working with angels and, and having sudden healings, you know. Um, or there was one guy that talked about being able to remote view. This was so fascinating to me. Where he said that you could train yourself to see through time and space. And it was so intriguing to me because he said the U.S. government was doing it. And they were training some of their special troops to see where the enemy lines were camped out. Or to to find people through time and space. And it, it just all of these different subjects really had me like reeling. And I want to say one of the first books that really um, got me going was the, the Celestine prophecy. Um, It's actually fiction, believe it or not, but I, that, that was all in the the beginning. And then at one of those conventions, I went with my mom, the lady sat next to me was like, um, talking about Reiki. Have you heard of Reiki? I've heard of it, but I'm, I've never experienced it. And yeah. So I'm not super familiar. So explain what it is for everybody that's listening. So Reiki is basically a practice of channeling energy through you, out your hands, to another person to help them heal. And you kind of have to get like attuned, like a tuning fork to this energy so that you're able to do it. Um, there's been over many, many years, there's been like hands on healing Mm-hmm. But Reiki helps it so that you're not channeling your personal energy to the other person, leaving you drained. It's you're taking prana, universal energy, chi, ka, whatever. So many people know it in a different way. It's universal energy through you. And so I thought this is the coolest thing. I must learn this. And um, gosh, it was so many years ago, probably t- 27 years ago, maybe. Um, I found a lady in California. And so I drove over there and became this Reiki practitioner. Well, on the way home or to my friend's house, rather, because I had a friend in California, I had this overwhelming smell of pizza in the car. And I'm like, what is going on? This is so bizarre. I'm on the freeway. Like, how could this happen? And I got to her house and the pizza delivery guy was there (laughs) delivering pizza. So... That's called Clair Olfactory, by the way, being able to smell through time and space, right? Okay. And so I had these real weird things happening here and there, just random misfires, you know, of, of things happening. Um, but generally speaking, 
I was a normal person going through the motions of society. I, I um, worked as a marketing specialist um, at a large commercial real estate firm. And uh, I did, I did that for over 15 years. Um, and I just want to say that I ended up leaving my career because of stress and because of overwhelm. Um, but before that, I knew I was like, I, this just isn't right. How could I, how could I work until I'm like retired until I'm 73? Like this cannot be my life, you know? Right. Um, so, you so know, I, how did you, how did you control those? I mean, your mom was obviously into it as well. So that's a great influence to, to help you feel okay and accept it. Um, but for the rest of the people around you, did you tell people these thoughts or feelings or, you know, the smells that you were having? Yeah, they thought that was cool. They're like, that is so weird. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, that is so weird. Because <laughs> I thought it was so weird, too. Like, how could that happen? Right. You, you know, it made zero sense to me then. Zero. So it made zero sense, but nobody was like, oh, my God, you're crazy. So you didn't have these feelings that you were crazy at that point. It was just no. kind of like, huh, this is happening to me. Yeah. All yeah. right. And, you know, and then fast forward, you know, moving across the country I, after I left my, my job, um, it was pretty much like, you know, what do we what do we do now? And we came to visit Traverse City, Michigan, and we had been to Michigan a few times. And there was no way I wanted to live in the snow, remember, because I lived in Las Vegas. So yeah. that was like so foreign, like a foreign land. But as soon as we came to Traverse City in particular, there's these two big bays that come in and uh, from Lake Michigan. And they're just stunning. The minute I saw it, I said, we have to live here. And the, the weirdest synchronicity happened. And within six weeks, we lived here and we had zero plans. We were just coming here to see my um, husband's sister who lived here at the time. They both have the same birthday. So we came here for his birthday. Oh, uh, so you weren't even planning on moving. You were just visiting. Zero. Yeah, I had zero plans on, on moving. So when you talk synchronicity, what kinds of things were happening? What were you? Well, the first thing was I had just left my, my job. And I was actually trying to do something else online. I was trying to sell like supplements online. Which is so funny because I just learned that you know my cousin. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I met her because she oh was a blogger gosh. or she is a blogger. Yeah, she is a blogger who now lives in Wisconsin. I haven't even seen her probably since I was, I don't think, she, no, she. I don't think she made it to my wedding. So I haven't seen her since I was maybe like nine years old. But oh my yeah. God. <laughs> but we keep in touch. So that's hilarious that, that, uh, yeah, we have her in common. Yeah, but, uh, Wisconsin mommy, small. I think that's her. Yep, exactly, blogging. Wisconsin yeah. mommy. Shout out to Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so you were selling supplements. Yeah, and so um, I knew that, you know, I could, I could go wherever I wanted to. Um, so that happened, and then when we came back from... So you had left your... I'm sorry to interrupt, but you would left your corporate job at this point. Yes, yes, I had already left my corporate job at okay. that point. And um, I was super pumped because I was like, hey, there's this whole internet thing. And all you have to do is solve a problem. Right. You can have a business. So <laughs> I was so excited. Like, that's when I first discovered that this was something you could do. And um, and this was in, I want to say, 2010 or 2009. Okay. So not too long ago. Not too long ago. Um, maybe 2008. Well, anyways. So when we... We went back to Vegas from our quote unquote vacation. Um, at that time, I was we were living with my mother, my daughter, my and my grandmother because my grandmother had um, advanced Alzheimer's, so she absolutely needed all of us to be there to care for her. And when we went back, my mom and I got in the biggest fight ever, and my mom said, "You need to move." And so it was almost like the door opened for me because up until that part, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to stay here till, till my grandma dies, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it, it just was bizarre. So we just started looking online at little houses. Uh, ironically enough, like this, the, the house that we still live in now that we ended up buying, we found in the newspaper with zero pictures, sight unseen <sighs> and moved across the country, sight unseen to this little rental house, which they ended up selling us, which is just a whole nother part of the thing. But 
Um, once we got here, that's when everything started getting crazy. And by that, I mean, we went into the woods for a walk because it's so beautiful here. And I said to my husband, I'm like, do you feel that? And he's like, what? I'm like, I go, you're going to really think I'm freaking crazy, but there's little beings in here. I mean, we go from smelling pizza to there's little, be- <laughs> there's like little beings in here and they're watching us. And he was just like, whatever. <laughs> and so that was my first thing was really the fairy realm. And I always thought that they were just make-believe. My daughter, you know, all the little girls love fairies, you know? Right. Well, I just, just jumped right in. So then um, I saw an ad on Facebook, and it was a psychic medium lady. And she was like, do you want to meet your spirit guides? And I was all over that. I was all over it. Well, it happened so fast to me. It, it just was shocking because at first, you know, you think you're making this stuff up and then you think you're really freaking crazy. Cause who are you to talk to some invisible? It's not even an angel, you know, it's, it's some like other human <laughs> that is, that has decided to be your guide through this living lifetime. And then when you end up having this communication with them, you're like, no, I'm really freaking crazy. <laughs> So did you actually see them when you were walking in the woods or did you feel them or how would you describe it? So, um, the walking in the woods was more of the, the fairy realm. That wasn't really my spirit guides. They were more, that's more the fairy. And I would feel them in my stomach or this overwhelming, like, have you ever like looked behind you because you thought somebody was like looking at you that feeling Mm -hmm. where And so you have to ask yourself, where does that feeling come from? It's because someone's projecting their energy on you because they're looking at you, right? And so that doesn't mean that they have to have a human outfit on, right, to feel that feeling. Now, what's the difference? I'm curious because in my mind, um, I'm just a natural outdoorsy kind of girl, Um, grew up hunting a bit with my dad. And in my mind, when that feeling were to come over me, it would be because there would be like, I'd be out in the woods and there'd be some sort of sense of an animal that's watching you or stalking you. And how do you get that kind of feeling? How can you tell the difference or do you just feel it? Whether it's a fear-based thing where you need to be watching your own back for safety reasons or just a positive kind of energy. Yeah, it's totally a feeling. You you and all the listeners, you know if you've ever felt creeped out, right? Yeah. Like you you could even you even see a person at the store and you're just like, ooh, like yes. I don't know, but there's something really freaky about yeah, that. Something person. doesn't feel right. Yeah, exactly. Quote unquote, something doesn't feel right. And and it's it's I always tell my students, pay attention to the words you use because it's telling you exactly <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Something doesn't feel right. So it's kind of that feeling. To me, it was more like these things were curious. Like, why was I in the woods? Maybe they were like, hey, remember us, you know, from whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, so so it just kind of went from feeling the fairies to meeting my spirit guides to then I was like, here I am in this whole other land. What should I do, you know, to, to bring more abundance into the house? So I started to um, practice my, my Reiki practice here where I at the you know years ago I became a Reiki practitioner but I never used it because it was just so woo-woo nobody even knew what it was well here there was um, a lady that was doing it and so I'm like you know I'm gonna start doing it professionally so so I would go and I would have this client come in and they would lay down and you put your hands on them and you're you're around in their energy field for this good amount of time and I would start imagining things about my clients, you know, like, oh, you know, I could just imagine her in this pretty white dress on this boat, oh, you know, and you just think you're making up this story in your head. But then I started telling them what I would see and they would validate that everything I said was actually going to happen or just happened um, or to, or even like I remember being able to tell a lady um, – about frogs, frogs, frogs. I kept seeing all these frogs. And then she was like, well, look. And she had like these frog tattoos on her back, you know, that were covered up by her clothes. So there's no way I could see it. Just just random things like that would happen. And then, you know, working with this this medium, 
meeting my spirit guides, she would give me exercises like, okay, tell me, you know, tell me about this person or tell me what's behind this closed door or um, all these things. And I was absolutely able to do it. So that's when all heck broke loose with my, my husband because what ended up happening was I wasn't only able to do it with alive people. I was able to do it with dead people. And never in a million years did I set out to speak to dead people. That was like freaked me out. Um, but it was just as easy as doing something like psychic, like being able to say what, you know, what that person's personality was like, or, you know, in my mind, being able to see the motions that they take throughout their day, or, you know, being able to see what they do for a living in your mind, or the feeling that it comes, you know, comes with, then being able to do that with dead people. So when did you first realize this? With dead people? It was, you know, back, what, 2010? What was the first experience? It at first, it was just an exercise with the medium lady. She's like, tell me about this person. And it was a picture. She showed me a picture over the internet. She she lives in um, Seattle, I think. And here I was in Michigan. And so I told her all about it, that person. And then she's like, you know that that person's dead. And I was like, no. Well, then, then it started. It's This is how it started for me, too. And this is how it starts a, for a lot of my students, not all my students, is dead people that you know start coming. Um, so it's like, you don't get the strangers usually at first. <laughs> I think your spirit guides do that as a form of like, let's just get our feet wet. Like, we're not going to start throwing strange dead people at her yet. <laughs> so like I told you in the beginning, like how you have this special essence. Well, I just remember, you know, getting out of the shower one day and just feeling this feeling. And I'm like, oh my God, it's scary. It's my friend's husband who's in spirit. And I was like, Oh my God, he's really here. I could feel him. And I could feel that he wanted to say something to her. And so that's kind of how, how that started. But it was hard because my husband was like, you will absolutely no dead people are allowed in this house. If I find out that a dead person came in here, it's over. And so I struggled a lot with it. You know, and it's not like you can keep the dead people. Well, you can. But... <laughs> so how how did you manage that? Like, I mean, energy is a show energy. They they go and it flows. I would say where it wants to flow. <laughs> so <laughs> would you just keep it to yourself, or what? I I I keep it to myself a little, but then he knew. He saw the fire in my eye, like. <laughs> He knew if I could do this, because I was giving readings, like, right away, like, come and get a reading for me. I'll tell you. I and, and the funny thing is, right, we talked about the remote viewing back at the UFO convention. The weirdest thing is I had, at the very beginning, I was extremely good at seeing through time and space. I could see remotely. I could tell people what the inside of their house looked like. I could tell them what their basement looked like. I could tell them what the outside of their house and, like, all the landscaping, like, it was just so bizarre. So he, I was already doing readings. So I really kept so much to myself, but I cried a lot because there was nobody to talk to, you know, this was so new, you know, and, and I wanted so much to share this with my partner. Like, you're never going to believe what happened or look, how could I, how could I possibly know this about this person? I, this is so exciting to me. And he would just be like, cuckoo, that's enough. I don't want to hear you know, because he was raised really um, religious, too. Mm-hmm. So this was like the devil's work, you know. Right, right. <laughs> but so it was a really long couple years, I want to say. Um, even though I would tell him, your grandpa's here and he's wearing this outfit. Because um, I'm I'm a feeler, but I'm also a seer. They really show me in detail. Um. And he's wearing his, you know, this army outfit. It looks just like this. You know, his eyebrows look like that. And he wants to tell you, blah, 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 blah. You should start running again. That spirit's always telling him he needs to start running again. But, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was just a, it was a slow process. But the biggest thing for me that happened to me was I realized that if all of this was really real, if, if, if people, if I could communicate 
with people that are no longer alive, if they're giving me messages to help other people live their life more fully, and if this was truly something that anybody could develop, then there was way more to this life than going through the motions of society, and there was way more to this life than paying bills until we died. Right. And that's when I went on, a, on my quest. And that's it, the moment that I found that out, I was like, I need to teach this. I have to teach this to everybody. Yeah, because it could provide just so much insight to life and just kind of set yourself free. Like you can help others set themselves free. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is in a nutshell. And it's crazy because I could take anybody off the street, somebody that has no freaking clue about any of this and help them develop into their psychic seeing, hearing, feeling, knowing and mediumship, you know, um, or I just, I get a lot of people calling me because they have, um, just random stuff like, oh my God, I keep hearing my name being called and nobody's there. I have massive, um, you know, anxiety in social places, especially like Walmart or a big grocery store. Please help me. You know, um, I get so many phone calls. I love it. Yeah. So many different ways. So your podcast is called Craving Consciousness and it's just, um, it just makes me think like how, how does all this, the energy work relate to consciousness? Is it just becoming aware to notice those feelings and where they're coming from? Or I feel like the two relate. Oh, a hundred percent. Consciousness is all of information. Yeah. Consciousness is, and is everything and nothing, right? All at the same time. And when you are able to tap into consciousness, that's where all information lies. So when we think of this and we start getting to the science, because I'm digging the science, the whole quantum physics part of it, yeah. the whole, the whole everything. When you have an intention and you have a question in your mind and you could be quiet enough and get into this conscious place and you ask, you will be given the answer. You will, you are moving energy. You are moving energy when you ask a question to the universe mm -hmm. and it goes out the quantum physics, your subconscious mind. It's all one and the same, like, right. Like I'm sure most of you guys maybe have heard of the, the saying like we are one. Right. For sure. Right. Even, even if you're, you're, you're Catholic or any religion, right. You've heard well, we're one with our creator. Well, we're not only one with our creator, we're one with, everything right you are not but a drop in the ocean you are the ocean and so if you could think of consciousness as the ocean and you're one of the drops moving the sea of consciousness right everything you do you think everything you think you do you say is is the cosmic soup so to say right definitely <laughs> and when you put a question out there it like attracts like so either other people come into your life or you have a divine inspirational thought like a download come um, or your spirit guides, angels, or loved ones will be there to help guide you towards that, that answer. Right. Or you may hear the voice. You may hear the spirit talk to you, you know? Yeah. So one thing I always think of is like when you, when you have those downloads, when you hear whatever the downloads, the thoughts, the voices, like, what have you done in your life to actually take those downloads and trust in them and believe in them in order to actually take action? Oh my gosh. Well, there's your surrender right there. Um, I like to call it, um, I do it with, with pretty much everything. Um, just from, oh my gosh, you know, you should change your rates to, um, you know, this would be a really great, program for your people. I do, use it in my business consistently. Um, you know, or like I had, here's an example. I got in my Jeep this, this summer and I just had this feeling in my stomach and it said, this no longer serves you. It's time to get rid of it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, winter's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, no, nope, trust it gone by it's gone. So it went on to its new little you know, thing, this is really important when it comes to things that no longer serve you or allowing yourself to create the life that you really want. Yeah. You we know? actually, we just did that with our house. 
where and I, I that's one thing I'm always trying to to teach and explain is like when something comes to you when a thought comes to you like think about how it's going to serve you or disserve you and if it's going to serve you if it's going to bring more beneficial things into your life then go for it but yeah we just did that with our house we um we we built our house like nine years ago custom built house we designed every bit of it we it was family land and we just started thinking we're like man like we there's this feeling that was coming over us that this house was kind of just holding us back from like the next level that our life was meant to be at and we didn't put a a crazy amount of thought into well I mean we did we thought the logistics through of getting rid of it and selling it and all of that but it was more of a gut feeling that it's like, if we're ready for something more, like something saying, like, let this thing go. Yes. And so, yeah, that's, that's what we, we did. And usually, and so then once you made that decision, how did you feel once you were like, this is what we've decided? You know, what's funny is that I kept trying to get emotional about it. Almost. I kept wanting to be like, man, this is our house. And even when um, it was empty, I, you know, we we're about, we we're days before closing. I was just sitting in the house. And there was nothing there. I, there. There was no emotional connection. It was just time to be done. It was time to let it go. And as soon as we had the closing, I felt so free. Yes. Like I felt like the world was open for me. And I, my mind was free to see all the possibility that was to come. And it was incredible. Yes, yes, yes. See, so that's like, I, I always say, like, when we take action on something that spirit, you know, or consciousness or however you want to, however it wraps around your head, right, or however your head can wrap around it. Yeah. Um, you're going to get this high afterwards. It's like a reward, right? right. It's almost like, um, and I tell my students this, like, if you feel like you have to give a message to someone, right, whether you're scrolling on Facebook or you meet somebody at the grocery store or you're just like, I had this overwhelming feeling that I had to tell them, blah, blah, blah. As soon as you speak it out, it's like you get this massive um, high. You get this, you know, spirit high where you've done, you were the medium. You allowed, they, you allowed them to flow through you to give information. So it's kind of the same thing. Like you rewarded yourself. Um, and I always tell people, ask yourself, how are you going to feel? Like, right. You were thinking, well, we could get rid of our house and there's all the logic that goes through it. But if we do, and then your ego gets involved, right? Like, Mm -hmm. what if we let go of our house? What if, what if, what if that's just your ego, that's just spirit. And you've got to like put lock it in the bathroom and allow yourself to let things go. Because the more that you just let things flow, flow, flow the more freaking magical your life will be. Right. When you just like trust, when you just listen and trust and go for it. Yes. Big big things happen. Yes. When you were talking about being the medium there and like, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot exactly what you said, but basically just like being the deliverer of the message that's coming to you. You just got me thinking of the, the term medium in a different a different manner. Like medium is just kind of like, I don't know, you think of it as like the average, it's the thing in the middle. And it's like, really, medium is to be nothing more than just the, you're the person, you're the middleman. Yes, I was going to say, the middleman. You're the middleman. You have, you have something coming to you. And it's your job to, to bring it to wherever it's meant to be. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. Yeah. When you start, when you start realizing what's really happening, it's you're the middleman. You right. get and I and I call it like the mail, the mail deliverer too. Yeah. Um, for my students. I'm like, it's your job to deliver the mail. It's not your job to figure it out because the way spirit communicates with us is not like, hey, tell Jessica that she should sell her house. It's, <laughs> it's more like it's more like um, you know, we may see a, a vision. Like maybe I like say you came to me and and you were trying to decide should I sell my house or not, right? The way spirit would tell me to for you to sell your house without you telling me anything is I may see your new house and I may say something like, Oh, I see you living in this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it looks like that. And you're going to be like, Oh my God, that's kind of like what I want my new house to look like. And so that's validation for you that you need to sell the old house. Yeah. 
But if I tried to make sense of why am I seeing your house? Like, you know, I could have said, oh, um, you know, I could have made up a story in my head about what I thought that vision was for. And I always tell my students, no, 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 you don't figure it out. You'll mess it up if you try to figure it out. You just say what you see to the person. I see this house. It looks like this, blah, blah, blah. And it's, and then you're the one going, oh my gosh, she's just describing my dream home that I want after I sell this other house, you know? So deliver the mail. Yeah. That's so, that's so true. Like you can't, you can't map everything out for everybody, but you can allow them to see the vision that you see and let them figure out the plan to get there. Exactly. Because we all have our egos, right? Um, and so one, you know, and we have our money story, we have our relationship story, we have our everything story in our mind, but the message from spirit is clean and clear and divine. And it's for that other person. And that other person needs to figure out what that means to them. Right. Speaking of stories, so we, I know you had a big goal for yourself. Uh, I say this year, I'm thinking it's 2019 already, but we're still in 2018. <laughs> but um, you had a big, a big goal for yourself income wise, you wanted to take your business to a new level, and you achieved it. And you can share that if you feel open to share what your big, what your big goal was, you don't have to at all. But um, I know in the beginning, you know, kind of mid year, you were kind of having doubts around that. And I, I just wanted to, to have you share a little more about that and how you were able to change your own story to kind of go big and achieve those big, big goals that you had. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I've learned so much about how everything is in, everything's in your mind. It's what you think it is. Just everybody remember that it's what you think it is. It's what you think it is. And so if you want something different, you really have to change what, what you think. I don't, I don't know if you moved, but you're breaking up. Uh-oh. You've been good the whole time. No. But in here. So what I was okay. saying is um, it's what you think it is. Everything in your life is what you think it is. And so if you want something different, you literally have to change your mind. And essentially, that's what I did. Um. And what, what did it take to change your mind? Like, cause I think first you have to become aware of your thoughts, right? Yeah. Become super conscious of what it is that's holding you back. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I, well, we, we both took a program together and I feel like, I feel like, yes. um, and that was with uh baddest business babe. I feel like that was kind of the, the turning point for me because of some of the introspective questions that we were asked and, and one of the, the things was that th- one of the things that really clicked was, what does your day look like if you're a successful entrepreneur? And I realized that up until that point, I was scurrying. I was jumping out of bed um, thinking, you know, what do I need to come up with today to make this money? And when I realized that you that that was all um, – Action on lack mindset. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing if you just get up and journal a little bit and, and really get in connection with spirit, with energy, with yourself, and just make this story in your mind that I already am this person and how will I reward myself? How will I celebrate myself was a huge thing for me. Um, and somewhere in there, I really honestly feel like being around other like minds, other entrepreneurs that were trying to figure this shit out too, made me realize I wasn't alone and that something wasn't wrong with just me, you know? Yeah. Um, and that it's really easy to make money and money just comes. Um, and not only that, I totally changed my rates. I totally changed my packaging. Um, and I, one of the other things is I stopped trying to serve my people with all the things, Mm -hmm. which was one of the hardest things ever. 
And it still is. Oh, it, you want to give them everything. Yeah, it still comes up. It's still, it still comes up. Like I'm doing um, something with money right now for them, but it's, it's just for free to stim, you know, to, to love on them and, and, and to help them step into 2019. Um, but that's not my, my niche. That's not my brand, you know, so got to stick to the spiritual awakening. And, and, and since I've been doing that since April, um, I have a massive, everything shifted. And once I started believing in myself and believing, here's the deal. The main thing is I stopped trying not to be broke and I started trying to figure out how to be abundant. The, yeah. That's the one thing. I stopped trying not to be broke. We did that as well. That, that was hard. It's a hard shift to make. I'm such a penny pincher. I, it's not that I love money. It's that I love a good deal. I love to be frugal. I love to save my money for something that's really important to me. Um, but that's like a really hard mindset to break because you start for my really cheap and really. So I changed my mindset for sure to think that, you know, money, money is just, it's everywhere. Everybody's yeah. got money and money that's because you have a bad relationship with money and so I had to change with money and get okay with giving it away get okay with I mean I have been a server for so many years but it was still hard for me to give a really good tip away I'm talking like a over 20 percent tip because that was my money that was my hard-earned money but when you can put it out and out there into the world and you get okay with giving it away and get okay with serving others with your money and helping others with their money. Like it's going to come back to you, but that's a, it's a hard shift to make unless you're really willing to put in the work to, to make it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, p pinching the pennies and going for a deal, that's, that's fine. As long as your thoughts behind it are I'm saving this because I'm going to get this new house or this new car, something that makes me right. feel good. It makes you feel good. Do it. Like, right. If you want that million dollar fancy purse and cause it makes you feel good, do it. Like somebody had asked me before, like what is okay to ask from the universe? And I feel like this is something is, is needs to really be addressed. Like when it, when is it, when are you pushing the line? When are you being selfish? And I'm like, you're not, you are there. If you think that you're asking for too much, then you somehow lost track that there is more than enough for everybody. Right. You know, that's for sure. I, we always say that it's like, look at all the people in the world that have money. There's a lot of people out there that have money. What makes you think you can't? Exactly. Have it? Exactly. And, and whatever the answer is, is there limiting belief that needs to be broken apart and shift shifted yeah. in perspective? Mm hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. Oh gosh. There was something else I was thinking of when we were talking, um, being in the group, I'm trying to backtrack to what I was thinking about the, the goal. Um, like, yeah, that, yeah, that, that was amazing. My, my one little thing that, that happened and it, it was like my biggest launch ever. And I just, um, closed doors to the same program. And, and this one, we got, I think two more people than the last time. So now this one's my biggest lunch ever. And, and while it, it sounds, it sounds really exciting. It is really exciting. It just makes me realize how we can just keep growing and building on top of this and building on top of this and just being able to see the, that glimmer of hope that this is happening and it, and it's changing that perspective to, gee, I wish, I wish this could happen or I hope I don't fail to, it is ultimately happening. This is going down and I cannot, I am so freaking excited about it. That's, that's what yeah. makes it come to you. Yeah. Finding that excitement and just going for it. That I think that's the scariest thing for anybody is that they can see what they want. They can see how it's going to affect them, but really find and feel the excitement in it to push yourself to go for it. That's, yeah, that's where it's at. Yeah. Well, and I will tell you this from the spirit realm, right? If you have a desire, if you have desire, that is your soul. And that is spirit and the universe working through you. And they are asking you 
to step forward with that desire. Any desire can absolutely manifest. You have to realize that whatever it is that you want, the universe will conspire with you and for you to make it happen. I always say, yeah, we have these visions for a reason. Like you're having these thoughts for more for a reason. It, it, they're not just there to make you think and make you feel bad that you don't have enough right now. Like they're there for a reason. It's time to make it happen. Yeah. So if you could give one piece of advice to all the girls out there who dare to be who they want to be, what would it be? It would be, you need to be so okay with who you are that you don't care what anyone else thinks. I love it. So good. That was good. Well, anything else to say? Anything else you want to Um, say? No, I think just, just keep moving forward towards your dreams because they're your, like you said, your dreams are there for a reason. And the only thing that will ever stop you is the thoughts in your mind. So true. Well, thank you so much, Brandeline. Where can everybody find you if they want to follow along with you? Yeah. Um, so they can find me. I love my Instagram. It's at Brandeline. Um, you could come follow me over there. And I'm, you know, always on my goofy Instagram stories showing how goofy I am. Or, um, or if you, you know, you're woo-woo and you want to join the Craving Consciousness community, we have a Facebook group. Um, called the Craving Consciousness Community. And of course, my website, brandoline.com. Excellent. I love how simple it is. Brandoline. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us today. It was so awesome to hear your spiritual, so much more about the spiritual world. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with Brandoline. I don't know about you, but it was a little eye-opening for me. It's so awesome to get to hear different people's journeys, different people's stories, you know, how they've been through and how they experience different things. It's always good to keep your mind open. But if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you drop us a review. Give us a little five-star rating if you enjoyed the episode and let us know who else you want to see on the podcast. I want to know what inspires you. I want to know who it is that you truly dare to be. Because if I know, then I can get those girls on the podcast for you. In the meantime, if you're looking for a little inspiration, if you're looking for some tips, I've got weekly trainings going down over at the Fire Pit. It's our private Facebook community. So make sure you get on over there, request to join the group, and we'll get you in. Hope you guys have a fabulous day. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.